This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I would like to continue with the music of trumpet player, composer, and band leader Kenny Dorham, specifically the music from the early to mid-1960s, especially the music that shows a very, very strong influence of Brazilian bossa nova. If you remember, in early 1960, he took a trip to uh, Brazil. Much of his music after his return was strongly influenced by the sound and the rhythm of the Brazilian bossa nova. Let's start with one particular track. It's a great track from 1963 and also shows his collaboration with a wonderfully talented young tenor saxophonist from this period by the name of Joe Henderson. Joe Henderson in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s would go on to be one of the leading tenor saxophonists and composer in all of jazz. This particular record is called Uno Mas, and uh, we're going to listen to the track called Uno Mas. Originally, the title of the track was called My Engine from Brazil, recorded in 1963, but this record from 1964 is, is probably the best recording of that particular piece. You have to remember about 1963 and 64, quite a few jazz artists in their music were showing the influence of Brazilian bossa nova maybe mixed with a little bit of a popular dance that was called a boogaloo and uh, this piece shows the influence of both but it is a fantastic piece and Kenny plays a magnificent solo on this so let's check out Uno Mas from Later in 1963, Joe Henderson released one of his greatest records. It's called Page One, which also featured Kenny Dorham on trumpet. It also featured one of Kenny Dorham's most famous compositions entitled Blue Bossa. But the record is fantastic. We're going to start with Recordame, which is one of Joe Henderson's most famous compositions. Again, it's in the bossa nova style. It's a fantastic piece. It features McCoy Tyner on piano, who at that time was a very important member of John Coltrane's famous quartet. What's really interesting is, and these 
recordings from 63, 64, and 65 is that the rhythm sections consist of younger musicians who are playing in a more modern style than the musicians he had been playing with in the mid to late 1950s. Of course, the pianists I'm referring to are people like Andrew Hill, McCoy Tyner, and Herbie Hancock. So let's check out this wonderful track entitled Recordame. The composition was written by Joe Henderson, but it features a fantastic solo from Kenny Dorham. Bossa, which is Kenny Dorm's composition from the same record. It is a jazz standard. Most jazz musicians know the song very, very well. It's an incredibly simple melody, which is based on a descending scale. But at some point in the scale, he does what we call octave displacement. In other words, he jumps up an octave. If you don't understand what it means, don't worry about it. But it makes a very, very simple melody sound so much more memorable. Let's check out Kenny's solo on it and pay particular attention to the way he uses chunks of the original melody as part of his solo and then uses that as a point of departure to um, develop more wonderful lines. Blue Bossa, 1963. Kenny possessed the technique and the range where he could have played a blistering solo over those chord changes, yet he chose not to. He plays an organic solo that just grows based on the original motives of the melody and keeps referring back to it. In other words, he's, it's almost like he's inviting you into his living room and saying, come on, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. From the same year, 1963, we're going to listen to another Joe Henderson album entitled Our Thing. And from this particular track, we're going to listen to a piece called Pedro's Time. This is one of Kenny Dorham's compositions. Again, it shows a very strong influence of the bossa nova. It features Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone and the pianist Andrew Hill. So let's check out Pedro's Time. Thank you. 
1964, Kenny recorded an album entitled Trumpet Toccata, and it's a very interesting um, record. And the title track, Trumpet Toccata, is a tour de force for Kenny. A toccata is a piece that was originally intended for keyboard players, and of course the history of the toccata goes back hundreds of years to even the, the time of J.S. Bach. And basically a toccata was a kind of a show piece that would show off a keyboard player's technical prowess. So for Kenny to write a piece called Trumpet Toccata is, again, a show piece for him to show off his technique. And it also has a almost a classic flavor to it, especially the opening, which he plays unaccompanied all by himself. And then we move into the body of the, of the recording, and then it shows a very strong Afro-Cuban flavor. A very interesting piece, a wonderful recording, and of course, Kenny plays a magnificent solo, Trumpet Toccata from 1964. two tracks we're going to listen to on the show are quite different from the previous five tracks and they show Kenny's wide breadth of stylistic command of the instrument. You know, Kenny Dorham played with Dizzy Gillespie in the mid-40s. He played with Charlie Parker. I mean, he was on the bebop scene in the 40s and 50s. And and he, being born in 1924, he was a few years older than Miles Davis. So he comes from that generation right in between Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis. So he's really seen everything you can see in modern jazz and played with the greatest musicians in jazz from the 40s up until he passed in the early 1970s. But starting as a bebop trumpet player, you find many musicians basically play one particular style and they stay with that their entire lives. In the mid-1960s, jazz was really changing. It was moving away from traditionally constructed songs to a more modal and free style. I mean, if you listen to, you know, John Coltrane's quartet from the mid to early 60s, I mean, they're really expanding the boundaries of modern jazz. And Miles Davis's great quintet, you know, that featured Wayne Shorter and Herbie Hancock are really pushing the boundaries. And Kenny Dorham is pushing his limits so he's showing that he can play in this more modern style. The next track we're going to listen to is from an Andrew Hill recording from 1964. The name of the album is Point of Departure. It features Andrew Hill, a very modern style jazz pianist, and also features Eric Dolphy, one of the most interesting alto saxophonists from the 1960s. And again, this is going to show a different side to Kenny.
tiny dorm. It's going to show him playing in a very, very modern style, something we might refer to as modal or modal moving into a freestyle. So check out this track. This is called Refuge from an Andrew Hill album from 1964. can hear on that track the rhythm section is not feeding him the kind of harmonic information that Kenny Dorm is used to. In other words, the, the more conventionally constructed songs have a harmonic rhythm or a chord progression that, that Kenny can really latch onto and create his solos. In this newer kind of music, the, the rhythm section sound is, is more is more floaty or more dreamlike, or you might refer to it as modal jazz. So there's not a lot of harmonic direction given to him, but it allows the soloist more freedom. And Kenny shows the wide breadth of his improvisational ability. The last track we're going to listen to is very interesting also. It's from a Joe Henderson an album entitled In and Out and we're going to hear the title track and basically what this is this is John Coltrane's rhythm section it's featuring Elvin Jones on drums and McCoy Tyner on piano also with Joe Henderson on saxophone so it's very interesting it's it's very free and again it shows Kenny Dorm is willing to step out into uncharted territory compared to the music that he was playing in the 1950s this is In and Out from the Joe Henderson record from 1964 This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta. Atlanta.